we are recording. Hi, it's Keith here. And Warren. And we're here for another Stab in the Dark podcast to talk about Infinity War, because unless you've been living under a rock or really, really effectively avoiding spoilers, you'll know that it came out this week. Uh, so we've both seen it, so we're going to give our first non-spoilery reactions, and then we're going to go hardline spoilers, because it's really, really hard to talk about this movie without talking about spoilers. And coming out of it, there are so many thoughts... Like just opinions, thoughts, theories. Last last few days, that you just need to kind of talk about them. Um, and we're also going to talk a little bit about what we think this means for the future of the MCU, mm. because that's uh, yeah, because that's quite a big. It's quite a big. Maybe shift it tonally. It's a shift. Yeah. Whether or not it's a shift, we'll we'll, we'll time see. will tell. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So first thoughts when you came out. My first thoughts first. That was long. <laughs> yeah, it was really long, but really fast. I think they had about seven films worth of plots. Yeah. In there. Um, yeah, perfectly serviceable was kind of my first thought. Yeah. Uh, definitely not been as enamoured as everybody else in the world, yeah. apparently. Well, people really freaking loved... Uh, I don't want to run PG-13 there. Uh, really loved <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Thor was the most amazing thing they've ever seen, and I didn't, so... I don't think it was the most amazing thing in the world, but I do th I do think that jo um, Josh Brown is fantastic as Thanos. Like his portrayal mm. of it, it's very layered and nuanced performance to the, th to the point where you're thinking, is the Russo brothers making him the protagonist? Is he the good guy? <laughs> Am I confused here? I don't know if Thanos was an environmentalist, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, it was really good. I thought there was a lot they packed into that movie to the point where you'd, you had a better, like you could have had a better Thor movie like, mm. from the subplot that was in this movie. Um, you had a better Guardians of the Galaxy 2 from the subplot that was in this movie. Mm. Like, there were bits like, why wasn't that in the film? Why were you messing around with Ego, the Living Planet? Well, we could have had that as a movie, <laughs> and then we could have spread this out as a build-up over, proper build-up over six movies, rather than this kind of pseudo-build-up that we've had. Because as much as they sell this kind of integration of the MCU, it's not as integrated as you think, really. No, particularly the last... Like the last couple of Avengers movies have had no setup really. It's no. been half their their runtime setting up their own plot. They definitely said this is better than Ultron. Yeah. By Country Mile. Um, I mean, mm. I, I enjoyed Ultron, but Thanos as a villain is better. I think the Russo brothers, they, I mean, they had a really difficult task for this movie because there's just so many characters, so many subplots, so much going on that to balance all of that was was an Olympian task. And I think they managed it way better than Joss Whedon did with Ultron. He didn't have nearly as much going on. They had kind of yeah. one central plot, really, mm. and that was it. That was it. But he kind of, uh, yeah, he, he. Yeah, I think the way they they spaced out the characters was fine. Even though when I came out, I felt this is long, and I could have shaved, you know, as an editor, I think easily shaved ten minutes off. Mm. But uh, I reckon I could have pushed twenty. Yeah. Maybe. Certainly more coherent, I think. Than but um, but yeah, like it doesn't feel like everybody has something to do that is relevant to the plot. Yeah. And uh, they all feel like their character. I think sometimes, if I remember Ultron correctly, sometimes they don't feel so distinctive from each other. Mm. But um, yeah. yeah, I think they brought them together well, and what they did with them worked. Yeah, as no well one, as could be expected. And other than the Guardians of the Galaxy, could, like meet up was like that was a bit. Ooh, like, I don't know why. Mm. I don't know why it just felt strange trying to integrate them into the main people because they feel a little bit like kids meeting meeting grown ups kind of thing, but. Um, generally, it didn't feel weird 
when they met. Like there mm. were clashes, but that made sense because they were supposed to. Like, ever, I think there's a weird tendency that people think, oh, they have to, everyone has to get on as soon as they meet, and everything has to totally match. It's like, well, no. Yeah. Like, y- if you're totally different in in your own movies, you can you're gonna have that clash. It's gonna work. Yeah. But yeah, no, I thought I thought Brennan was really good as Thanos, and again, to the point where I thought the Russos were like got a bit of uh, kind of villain worship going on. Mm. They really wanted him to be the hero so yeah we enjoyed it effects were great on thanos i thought like they got a lot of emotion with cgi it's come a long way since iron man one <laughs> yeah you know, and stuff that uh, was cool and the cast were enormous like we can't go through them one by one yeah whoever managed to work out the deals to get some of those characters in like there's some pretty good names who are fairly decent roles in mm. the other movies who turn out for a moment yeah like, you know something that's easy to do in a comic book because it's easy to draw side character b yeah and you know stick him in a panel but yeah. to get an actor back for that instead of it just being like an extra it's like a five minute you know piece, you know um yeah it was it was it they did really well mm. um they kind of went for edge with a capital e very edgy look how edgy we're being uh just trying to find out what the budget was of this movie actually now you've mentioned it um i don't is it published i'm curious because <laughs> i would assume it's got to be like one of the biggest budgets around but i think they may have gotten lucky with some of those people being under like three or four film contracts so this gets to be one of those well i'm saying that at one point a report made the rounds that both infinity war and avengers 4 was set disney marvel back a combined one billion one billion dollars, but they made that on Black Panther, so they got some money to burn. Um, and <laughs> yeah. they'll make it back on the merch. Yeah, I'll be amazed if they don't make it back on this because like everybody's seen this. Wow, it's been rumored that Robert Downey Jr. is going to get two hundred million for Infinity War, but I don't think anyone will pay that. Like, uh, we'll have you killed off camera. <laughs> uh, <yeah. And laughs> we like Tony Stark, but he's we got like the Herman? best contract in the Marvel Universe because he gets a percentage from all the films. Oh, uh, okay. Because apparently they signed him up for one for Iron Man. Yeah. They didn't know if it was going to work. Yeah. And then uh, his agent saw it and was like, well, I know who the backbone of this franchise is. <laughs> <laughs> for Iron Man 2 like, negotiated the best contract, so he gets a little slice of the back end. Yeah. I think he made $90 million off the first Avengers. Because, you know, it cost like a billion back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so overall, I enjoyed it. Not without its problems. There's a lot of it that feels like, and when we get into spoilers, I'll be able to talk about it in detail because you mm. can't really talk about it without spoiling aspects of it. Um, I do think it changes things up a bit, but nothing ever really changes in the MCU because it's Disney. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, for me, I enjoy it for the most part, it's going to sound like when we get into details that I despise this movie. Yeah. But I feel it's got problems with being part of the overall franchise mm. and just bits of the writing connected to that. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, one of the things was, um, I suppose, not really spoilery, is that you were saying that Thanos originally came across as just a conqueror who was just sending people out with his. He, was, he, lent, he lent an Infinity Stone to uh, Loki. Yeah. Like, and he hasn't really made a major effort to get that back. Yeah. In the last 10 years or so <laughs> and now suddenly he's on the move going marching and then they had that moment in one of the post credits he's going well if you want something done right you do it yourself but it's like hang on a minute you know um suddenly you want hold of them like you've been a lot easier to keep hold of them if you didn't give them off and also he sat on his stone chair letting other people do his bidding 
Whereas it's, it was supposedly that uh, he's been going around himself mm. wrecking, uh, wrecking world. So that was a bit of a thing for me. Um, yeah, like I'll get more into that when we get into yeah. details. Because I rewatched um, Avengers and Guardians before we got together, and mm. I don't, I don't feel Fan Earth matches up at all. No, like, it just kind of might as well have been a different character. Do you rewatch Guardians again? Because he is kind of in. In that, uh, obviously, he's an actual the actual villain in that, isn't he? Really? Yeah, he's um, like Ronan with his little puppet. And they yeah. have a little like argument, and yeah. then he gets the Infinity Stones and it's like, "I'm gonna destroy Xandar." Then Thanos, I'm coming for you. Yeah, and is it a spoiler if you discuss something from the final trailer? I depends on how specific people are. No. So like, uh, I suppose yeah, it's a minor spoiler here because it is mentioned in the trailer. But so his goal, like apparently in the universe, and people who read the comics will know this, is to kill half the people in the universe. It's a really weird goal. Like when yeah. people actually say it out loud, it sounds really stupid. <laughs> like it's like to bring balance and stuff to kill half the people in the universe because there's more alive people than there is dead people, which is not true at all. <laughs> like if you're actually totting off how many people are dead in the universe versus how many people are alive, there's a lot more dead people <laughs> in the universe. And um, it was kind of like a bit strange and silly and it didn't feel like that was his goal previously. No, like the, the thing I get from Guardians when like Gamora's talking about him and the general tone from like the Nova Corps and stuff is yeah. he just goes on and conquers the world. He, he's building his own empire. Yeah. And now suddenly it's this... this and now it's this religious almost... Yeah. Mindset. I mean, he did. The, I think in the comics, I mean, I've read very little of Infinity. I've read the Infinity one, Part One and Two, which was uh, when I was reading the build up to Secret War. And there is that there, but I'm just if we're going from how they've set up in the MCU, mm. because one thing is that people constantly go, "Oh, he's don't portrayal," and they you'll say you'll criticize and go, "Oh, but in the comics he's like this." And yeah, but in the in the MCU, he hasn't it's been set different. up like that. He hasn't yeah. been that kind of character. And that kind of bugs me because uh, sometimes I like, I'll say, well, that you know, they've taken that from the comics, but I do feel that sometimes they, yes, they take stuff from the comics, but they also um, just take stuff that hasn't been in the movies before. And they go, yeah. I mean, some characters are, are better in the comics than they are in the films. Like Malekith is terrible in Thor: Dark World. He's just generic, boring bad guy. Um, but in this instance, it feels like he didn't really want that. I mean. Mm. You said so you watched Guardians recently, so did would did that come across in Guardians? He's just a conqueror. He seems from what I gathered from the comics and what part of the problem of not having Thanos set up mm. was that he's a shallow character. Yeah. Like from what I gathered in the comic, his reasoning for like wanting to destroy half the universe was to get Death's attention because he loves her. Yeah. And you know, in the movie, it kind of like at the end of Avengers. It's sort of set out as like to fight the humans is to covet death. Yeah, I feel like people knowing um, that he's he's after the Infinity Stones and the Infinity Gauntlet and all that seems to be something that people know because it's in the comics and that that's when he comes off his Infinity War in the comics and it, it's not because that's been no, like established right. in the in the movies. It seemed like he just wanted in Guardians he wanted that power stone yeah to be powerful you know he can wipe out you know, planets and things with it. Yeah, if he wants, because that's yeah. Ronan's plan as soon as he realizes what it is. Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a there's a gap between mm. that him realizing he could get all that stuff because obviously the, there was the the Infinity Gauntlet. You see it in Asgard, one of the only ones, and they set up in Ragnarok because they retconned that. 
say that it was fake. Mm-hmm. Um, because in this film, all you really got to do is cut, cut off his hand. <laughs> and he can't use his Infinity Gauntlet. I mean, that that is literally, like, no one's, like, no one's got a big sword and just cut his arm off. <laughs> or um, Doctor Strange opens all his portals and closes it on the guy's arm. Problem solved. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it kind of feels like there's a, there's a gap and that's the thing with MCU is a lot of stuff is just preying on you knowing it from the comics. There's been a thing of what I've been trying to not do in the last few years mm. is um, pay attention to any of the marketing or anything. Yeah. Other than the little trailers, like movie trailers I still watch, but... I realised I knew everything about the Infinity Stones before Age of Ultron came out because every time at panels and mm. things they would talk about them and then you know they'd explain them all and things and who's looking for what mm. you know what each one is and you know they, they then added that bit in um, Ultron where Thor goes and has his little bath and mm. we get the explanation of the yeah. stones and we again get it in Guardians explanation and it's like Outside of though, like yeah. I knew every, I didn't need these scenes because I paid attention to the panels and stuff. Yeah. So I stopped watching to see what information is actually in the movies. Yeah, so he's playing either he's playing his cards really close to his chest, like super close mm. for these movies, or they just like he kind of changed. I mean, I think it was always kind of their goal with Thanos because that was is what Thanos does. But I think mm. they could have told that story better. Because he just kept going about the Infinity Stones, the Infinity Stones, the Infinity Stones throughout the movies. Um, but they could, they didn't really say, like, if you... No, you never had Thanos starting a quest to get them or anything. Yeah. Like, he has his like gauntlet for people. years. And as far as I know, that could be just super-powered on its own. Yeah. Like, or a bit of his armour. Exactly. If you didn't know about, like, the... the, the also, it yeah. is, like, a fan service moment for me. Yeah, and so uh, that was that was the only thing really is like, well, and to be fair, it is nice because obviously he needed to flesh out villain. I feel they really fleshed Thanos out as a character in this. Like he wasn't just, just a killer or whatever. He wasn't just like a, a force of nature in a way. He actually had a personality, and they gave him all these like personality traits. It was quite nice. Which I've always quite liked about the Russo brothers. They do complex villains. Mm. Like I say, that's what I liked about um, like Zemo. Oh, in Civil War, everyone goes, "Oh, Killmonger! He's he's the best. He's the most complex villain with a point." I'm like, "Well, actually, no. Zemo had a point, and they turned him from being basically a cookie cutter Nazi with a silly <laughs> sock over his head to quite a complex villain mm. who actually kind of had a point as well." And they kind of this film, I was like, "Why am I agreeing with Thanos? I think I might be. <laughs> There's a lot of annoying people in the universe." So yeah, but yeah, overall enjoyed enjoyed it. Um, I don't really go as mad as a lot of people over stuff like this. It's like, it's the MCU. I think it was quite refreshing in many ways. It's got refreshing. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, that's what you're going to do. You're going to play me like that? Okay, I'll play along. But um, yeah, but definitely worth seeing. And whatever anyone thinks, you are not prepared. You're not prepared. <laughs> you may think you're prepared, but you're not prepared. There's no preparation for this. In fact, there isn't for Thanos either. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, um, moving on. I'm hoping all that recorded, by the way, because my, my microphone moved under my thing. So, no, I mean, as in it would have been quite like a little bit muffled. Uh, so yes, moving on to spoiler territory. So, you know, abandon hope all you who enter. And yeah, so uh, first thing, really, like, that happens within like the first 15 minutes is they basically make the end of Thor Ragnarok just completely pointless because they, they basically, you see at the end of Ragnarok, if you've not seen it, a spoiler for that as well, uh, Thanos' ship arrives and the refugees of um, Asgard are on their little ship, 
and like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And basically, Thanos just tears through them, and like, he starts in Infinity War. He's on the ship. He's killed half of the people of Asgard. Um, Korg isn't there. Uh, Valkyrie isn't there. Like, they're not. They're dead. They're just not there. I had to Luke think they died there. off screen because most of others hate them as much as I did. Ma- yeah, maybe. But all the, all they might pop up later on. I mean, I think yeah. maybe they're, maybe they're kind of done with Thor of having his own movies, and that's what it feels like again. It feels mm. like, oh, we're not going to have Asgard in the other movies, we're not going to have like, lots of Thor movies, potentially. So we're just going to kill off all, most of Asgard so that we don't have to make Thor movies, or if you have Thor in a movie, we don't have to have his entourage with him. Yeah. You know, but then they made it in the Avengers movies. And then, big thing, kind of, is they kill Loki, but he goes down like a punk. <laughs> and this is the thing, and this is one of the things that really gets me about like a lot of the superhero movies is um again this i'm just going to rattle right through spoilers as this is spoiler city mm. is that they ki- they get rid of uh, they kill vision obviously to be fair you didn't know they're going to kill vision to get the um if his stone the fuck well, i think was v- vision was the guy everybody yeah. was like well he's gonna die because he's, he's got die. stone in his goddamn hand <laughs> exactly but like they get rid of wanda and i read people things going oh it's a good job they get rid of those guys because they're way too powerful they're way too powerful like I'm thinking, why can't the good guys be really, really powerful? That's the thing about Wanda. She is powerful. She can change reality in the comics. She's nowhere near as powerful as she is in that. And then she has the power to destroy an Infinity Stone. Um, like, just blows it up with her powers. And they're like, oh, it's good that she's gone. I'm like, why does Thanos have such an easy job of things? Because this movie, like, is basically Thanos just kicking everybody's ass for, like, two and a half hours. Like he doesn't really ever get properly challenged. Like whenever he shows up, it's basically a fight might as well be over. There's maybe a moment or two where it's like, oh, they've got him on the ropes. But obviously, like, right, we're just going to escape this because we've still got like an hour of this movie left. <laughs> um, but it was just, and they and they kill Loki, and Loki goes out like a punk. And I was reading Thor, Mighty Thor today, uh, Jane Jane Foster, Mighty Thor, mm. um, and there's a panel in that where basically Loki's with his dad Laufey, um, and Laufey wants to test him to see if he gets onto Malekith's Dark Council. And he sends him into this valley where there's like six of his best frost giant fighters. And Loki convinces them to kill themselves. He literally <laughs> just talks to them. And they kill themselves. And in the movies, he's just kind of shit. He just goes, he just pulls out a knife and goes to stab Thanos. And then Thanos snaps his neck. Or chokes him. And it's like, well, that was shit. And it, it, you really felt that they had a lot to do in this movie. I mean, and that's it. Like, they had a lot to do. Like, so there were six or seven movies. It would have been good for me if you had six movies, and each of those six movies had been where Thanos gets a, gets an Infinity Stone. Mm. You could have had the the Space Stone, the Tesseract. Could have been the last Thor movie. You could have had um, the, the the Soul Stone be the last Guardians movie, or even the Ether. Also, how did like they not know that it destroyed Xandar? Like, because Xandar gets oh. taken out, uh, has been taken out so they can get hold of the um, yeah. power stone. Um, so that's been taken out. But they don't know. Guardians don't know. No. It gets brought up at some point, doesn't it? Yeah, and they go, oh, I wasn't paying attention. And, um, where was it? Yeah, I, I thought it was a stupid move on Loki's part to... It felt like Loki having a dumb moment. Like, I didn't mind that, you know, he, he gets taken out and, like, Mm. horribly dies because he's yeah. not yeah, I've always taken it that he's a speaker not a fighter like well, that's his it. power is words and I thought oh they'll take him along for most of the movie and he'll bide his time till the opportune moment like, exactly which this clearly wasn't 
And it just was like... Avengers. I did like the little callback to the first Avengers movie where, where obviously... Uh, I think it was a callback anyway where Tony Stark says in the first one, it's like, we've got a Hulk. Um, uh, and in this one, like Loki gets the line, we've got a Hulk and he comes and attacks Thanos. And again, Hulk gets taken out like a punk. I mean, he doesn't die, but he gets taken out like a punk. And the mm. thing with Hulk is the more you hit him, the angrier he gets. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't really get knocked out as much, but in the movies he does. I, I suppose you can beat him, I suppose, if you beat him long yeah. enough. But yeah, he uh, and then the Hulk basically ban uh, won't come out for the rest of the movie. Refuses to come out because he's scared. This is one of my biggest complaints throughout the MCU. Is the Hulk is not consistent between two movies. Mm. Never, even. Like, when has this been a thing that the Hulk can choose not to show up? That is not a thing that has been established. It feels like they're ble- they, with the Hulk, they've blended about 15 different versions of the Hulk from comic books. There are versions where the Hulk is intelligent. There's versions where the Hulk can talk, but he's not overly intelligent. There are versions where he stays as a Hulk for quite a while, as in Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. There are versions where the Hulk's dumb as fuck. So <clears throat> different writers write the Hulk different ways, but it feels like they've just gone, I'm going to have this Hulk this time. Yeah, it's plot relevant. Yeah. Hulk powers. It's like they were like, we have no idea how we can stop the Hulk, right? So he pussies out uh, for this movie, so then we can get, you know, Mark Ruffalo to do stuff. He can just wear the Hulk Buster. Yeah, which was quite fun actually. I liked it. It was quite nice. Like, yeah, it's like being the Hulk, not the rage. It's just like anything. Like maybe just ha- keep with the idea that Banner is scared to turn back into the Hulk, because it might mean he goes. And I guess yeah. they ruined that by the end of Ragnarok. I think so. I, I got the Hulk being scared to come out. I, I kind of got to it. Thanks for the Hulk. We've established he's a little bit more clever and it's never really been beaten before. So like, ah, I'm great. But I just felt like they were using it just as a comic relief thing. And it was like, actually, if Hulk came out properly, he could beat the living shit. Yeah. And that was like, a question. I mean, they just have to force it. Like, banish, just shoot himself in the face or, like, get into any death situation. The Hulk will automatically come out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, you know, in the other yeah. movies, it's a reflex. Also, I didn't really feel like Hulk would be afraid like that. Like, I no. don't think Thanos did anything to the Hulk um, that he w- he's not had done before. Yeah, he took more injuries in the Incredible Hulk movie where the Abomination stabbed him with a bit of bone and actually broke skin. Yeah. <laughs> the Hulkbuster uh, has done more damage to him. So yeah, so he's a bit. He gets taken out like a punk. Loki gets killed like a punk. Wonder uh, Vision gets Vision gets taken out, and he basically because he's so powerful, and he's got an Infinity Stone in his head. Oh, we can't have him go toe toe Thanos, which is the fight I wanted to see. <laughs> like Infinity Stone versus Infinity Stone. Doctor Strange, who on his first day in the job took out Dormammu by by like crapping him in a time loop and doing this thing over and over again until he agreed. With an accord, right? Mm. Doesn't use a time stone once. So you've got Vision has a Vision. Ha- I mean, admittedly, they 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 take him off to a different world with Tony Stark and Spider Man, um, but he doesn't use a time stone once. And like time stones, arguably one of the most powerful things. Like the, the fir- early on the movie, um, Banner gets transported back to Earth, um, and he he gets transported back to Earth. And he um, he goes, oh guys, guys, Thanos is coming, Thanos is coming. I'm like, okay, let's get the team. And they immediately arrive. These big children of Thanos, or wherever they are, with all the names that sound like a fourteen-year-old's Twitter handle. Hi, I'm Proxima Midnight. Of course you are, love. Um, but yeah, so and then like, and then they go, oh, they're here. And rather than just going, oh, hang on a minute, 
reverse time a few days or, or reverse time so their spaceship goes back into space they engage them head on mm. like in this thing in this doc strange is a lot more actual fighting rather than thinking his way through mm. which isn't him again it's a lot of like all the characters who would be more intelligent just go we're just gonna punch you we're just gonna mm. attack you straight on rather than going rather than thinking their way around it the only one really thinks their way through stuff is spider-man so I didn't have too much issue with the lack of time still, just because it seemed like they were just rushing and I like, didn't have time to think. No, we did have six, like, well, five stones in this movie to get hold of. <laughs> I only had one or two at the beginning. I need to see it again. Um, but it was just kind of like, right, we've got to go here and get this. We've got to go here. It's like a parent on a shopping trip. Like, right, guys, mm. we haven't got time to look at toys. I've got a lot of things to buy today, and I don't really want to be rattling around. So, like, we've got to go here. We've got to get this. We've got to go over here. We've got to get this. Is you know. It was just a bit like, they're like, rattle, 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 which is why I thought, actually, you could have had five movies of him getting them, and then maybe that oh. one could be the mind stone, the time stone, and this movie would just be like, they're just going off against Thanos, and you've got a couple of people wielding we the Tracer Stones. We could easily have sliced an hour out of this movie by mm. having some of the post-credit sequences of other movies. Actually do something. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, the 12 in Guardians 2, that mean nothing. Oh, God, That yeah. mean absolutely nothing. One of those could have been uh, the the guy with the pins yeah. who tortures Doctor Strange show up at the collector's place and be like, I hear you have an Infinity Stone. Exactly. Thanos would like it. <laughs> exactly. Or just, oh God, or, yeah, the, the scene that was Groot being a moody teenager in Guy's um, credits. It just feels like there's a little bit of selfishness in the, in the other movies that really, like, I didn't care about who... Um, Quill's dad was that could have been Guardians 3 you can yeah. answer that mystery and also he would have some cool powers for this so he would be able to stand Toto Thanos because it's not it's not interesting if like somebody is that power in the film and go well that's what he's like in the comics I'm like I don't care I'm talking about interesting plotting here like you, if everybody just gets taken out like that who can mm. just get taken out that easily then then where's the where's the you know where's the uh, challenge because really I don't, I don't I mean I don't know if I'm correct if I'm wrong but I didn't really feel like Thanos got challenged. He was challenged emotionally because he had to kill Gamora, but which is another death uh, that's just like, oh yeah, that's totally coming. Um, that bugged the shit out of me. This is what I was saying about like Thanos mm. doesn't feel consistent because like you know warmongering thing, and even Gamora's treatment of him, and he's like my favorite daughter. It sounds like she just happened to win a ton of shit back in the day. Yeah, she did. And like there was no love from what I gathered and set up in those previous movies. Yeah. But Marvel seems to have a hard-on for bad fathers. You know, like Yondu in yeah. Guardians 1 is an abusive parent, for lack of any better term, and was supposed to care in Guardians 2 because he yeah. loved Quill. Like, you traumatised oh, this kid. Don't get me kid. started on those bloody, that bloody conversation with Rocket Raccoon. We're the same! I'll <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, um, and this one, like, Rocket Raccoon's giving emotional advice to Thor. Because that was the thing for me, like, that was set up that everything in this, because, you know, again, we're well in spoiler territory, mm. is Thanos wins, which is a big thing with this movie. But at the end, I was like, oh, okay, how are they going to get out of that one then? It wasn't a, are they going to get out of this? It's like, how are they going to get out of this? Like, because early, fairly early-ish on, I can't even remember what time of this movie, um, basically Thor lost his eye in, the last, in Thor Ragnarok. But then... Rocket gives him gives him a new robotic eye, which he finds mm. in his pocket. And uh, Rocket makes him go, I definitely would have washed that. Um, you know, <laughs> and he puts the eye in. 
And then he goes and gets like a, a axe. He gets Stormbreaker, the axe, which is better than um, better than Mjolnir, apparently. Um, which so is completely like, an irrelevant plot, by the way. Yeah. We just spent a movie called Thor Ragnarok working out that Thor's powers come from Thor. Yeah. He doesn't need an axe. Yeah. Like, and like the whole thing, oh, it could kill, even kill Thanos. I'm like, Thanos isn't indestructible, or is he? I don't know. What is his power set beyond the glove? Because really, if it's just if he's just holding the glove, anybody with a sword should be able to stab him. Because this is the thing that annoys me. He's wearing his cool armor at the beginning when he gets onto the ship with um, with uh, Thor and kills all these people or half his people, um, and he takes all his armor off and then doesn't wear it for <laughs> the movie. So like anybody who gets close to him could stab him in the throat. Yeah. Really. Um, I mean, obviously you could have he gets more arrogant as he gets more stones. Okay, but at that point, he's only got two or three. I think he picks up the, the second one or the first one at that point. Yeah, he's got the space stone and the power stone at that point. Like, uh, the purple one, which apparently power is, like, if you touch people, they start going funny colour. Um, mm. But again, like, in Guardians, you've got a group of people who wield, who, through the power of love, wield an affinity stone. And yes, Quill had um, his superpowers at that, back then. But you could establish that even though he's not got as much power as he had when Ego was around, he still had some measure of power and he's a lot tougher than your average human being. Like, you could have had that, like, you pseudo-god, because don't get me started on how little sense the whole thing with Guardians the Galaxy 2 makes, because, oh, well, I needed two of us so we could have the power to do this, but he's drawing from your power source, yeah. so you still have the same amount of power, <laughs> it's just through two two beings you haven't doubled your power at all you just split it in two and gone i've got twice as much like your math sucks um but yeah so it like it made sense for him to still have some measure of power so they can wield an infinity stone you've got one the maximum who's got the power of an infinity if she destroys visions of infinity stone then he winds time back so that he can take the, take the infinity stone You've got Vision, who has an Infinity Stone. You've got Doctor Strange, who wields an Infinity Stone. So you've got a group of people who are well well kitted to face off against Thanos and have a really, really quite cool battle like that. But they do face off, but they resort to punching. Mm. And shooting things. Rather mm. than actual using the, the Infinity Stones, which is his thing. Like they could have aged, he could have aged Thanos to dust. <laughs> he could have aged Thanos to dust. With the time stone. Like, I don't think Thanos is supposed to age, is he? I don't know. When he grew up, <laughs> that would have been an interesting, a whole really creepy... an interesting scene. He just like ages him by like 14 million a, years. There's a whole creepy, creepy comic or Thanos rising where you see him as a child. He, he ages. <laughs> He's growed. He growed up. But yeah. So. Oh, dear. Yeah, it does seem like, like I said, it's going to sound like we hated the movie. I'm like, I didn't hate the movie at all. I quite liked it. But there's just so much which, like, this bugs me. But it's usually, usually MCU stuff, which is the convenient plotting. Like, the power set mm. matches where they want the plot to go. Yeah, I found this is a problem that the MCU has had for a long time, mm. is anybody can take anybody Yeah. at a certain point when the plot refers to it or needs it to happen. Yeah. I mean... Right, so in this movie, Thor has to get his Stormbreaker, which is made in the heart of a dying star. Mm. So he has to open the doors that have this star to let the star energy out to yeah. heat the kiln. And 
he gets he gets his ass handed to him by Thanos. Like Thanos beats him around. That's yeah. what I got from the opening of this movie. But he takes the full force of a star. Yeah. And he nearly dies, but Stormbreaker brings him back from the dead. I think he just wakes up, doesn't he? No, no, the Storm, Stormbreaker brings him back. They're like, I need the hand off the axe. I need the hand off the axe. And Groot creates the hand off the axe. And then he holds the axe and goes, lightning. That's how he comes back from the dead. But he, like you say, he holds he holds his own against the sun for like two minutes, like five minutes, whatever it is he says it'll take. Yeah. Um, and and he's you know, he comes out of it. Yeah. So, so does Thanos hit as hard as that? Because if he hits as hard as that, how does Iron Man take a punch? Yeah. Also, what does the axe actually do? Because like it, it you established, they just channel his power. He's already got the panel. The power is inside him all along. Um. <laughs> So why does he need the axe? It's cool, <laughs> but still, like, and why don't you go and get his fucking belt of strength? And I go, right, I need to get... And to be fair, it made sense that his was like, I'm going to get weapons to go and beat mm. Thanos and, like, fair play. But like you say, Steve Rogers goes toe-to-toe. I think what you yeah. saying to me about, um, about the between this and Justice League is that in, uh, in the MCU, everyone has kind of a set level of power they can get to. Like, everyone's got the same level of strength. Yeah, it's like seems... they they fit the ceiling of strength, whereas in Justice League, they have different. Like... Yeah, this is a conversation I had with a friend of mine because um, uh, for he doesn't like the DCEU very much. Mm. No, he's much more a Marvel um, person. He loves these movies, but he's saying the one thing they do better is they establish how strong people are. Yeah, like levels of power. Like Batman takes almost two years to get to a level where he thinks he can take on Superman. Yeah. You know, he hits him with his car and, like, Superman, just, the car bounces off. Like, he has to weaken him with the kryptonite to start hitting him. Exactly, yeah. And then you watch Justice League and, like, one of the complaints is that Superman's OP in it. But that makes sense. That's why they're bringing him back from the dead. Also, that is Superman. <laughs> yeah. Superman but is that powerful. He, and you see the different levels. Like, he wipes the floor with the League. So then he takes on Steppenwolf like it's yeah. nobody's business, you know. Wonder Woman... It's sort of just below him, and you know she can go kind of toe to toe with Steppenwolf for a little bit. Mm. Now, Batman spends half the time in these big fights dodging shit, yeah, and taking and on firing minions, fun gu- different guns and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just seems to be a very clear like, oh, Batman has his limits unless he's got gadgets to make up for it. Yep. Uh, Superman can just punch everything, but you know once his strength is taken away. He hasn't got the skills to go toe to toe with Batman's training, yeah, and things. And you know, Wonder Woman's like a, an average middle between the two. Mm. And, and then Flash can run fast, but yeah, but like MCU just feels like anybody could take, take on anybody, just yeah. depends whose movie it is. Because Steve Rogers in this goes toe to toe with Thanos. Big surprise in this movie was that he, Steve Rogers, didn't die. <laughs> um, he goes toe to Thanos and he's holding his own. Yet the Hulk gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, like, I don't the, think he can <coughs> take the Hulk. The shot that's Is in it? the trailer of Steve Rogers holding onto Thanos's hand and he's holding his own there. Mm. I mean, I know the Hulk, ru- the Hulk, Hulk rushes in like a madman and starts attacking him, but like he should at least get Thanos on the ropes. Mm. And at that point, he's only got two stones. Yeah, I just feel like I, I don't, I just. A lot of it doesn't make sense at that point because they need Thanos to kind of be beaten a little and you think he's going to lose. Like, it, he's, he stops using the stones for a bit and just starts hitting Steve Rogers and stuff mm. like that. It just, it, it's inconsistent. It's like, well, then if you've got five people with a with 
a relatively similar level of power as Steve Rogers, they should be able to take Thanos. Mm. Like, what? How how strong is he? Yeah, like how strong is you know Maximoff? Like, one of the other things that got me is like, since when does Heimdall control the Bifrost through himself? Like, it's been established that it's the, the sword. sword is the key to the machine. Yeah. And he's like, suddenly he can do it himself. Yes. Is this a thing? This is a thing. Over the years with Thor, this is the thing that's always kind of annoyed me. Is like it's become less technology. It started off being space te- space tech, has mm. become kind of space magic. He says, "I'll oh, let the dark magic flow through me one more time." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, father, or whatever." It's like, and then like, in Thor Ragnarok, Odin kind of disappears and blows away and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, Loki's clearly using magic rather than technology. Uh, so it's like. So you've kind of retconned that, I feel. They've, they've gone away from mm. what is technologically possible and they've just used it. Because um, he does, he sticks it in a machine and he turns it. Even in Ragnarok, where they're basically performing magic, he sticks it in the machine, turns it, and Heimdall steals it so they can't use the Bifrost. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that gets me about Heimdall is they stopped uh, having his voice be all big and powerful. Mm. Like they, they stopped it in Ragnarok and they're just like, is this a thing? Yeah. It was still there in Dark World, even in his downtime. I mean, to be fair, Ragnarok to me was the um, was established that they don't, don't give a shit. <laughs> like, the director just was whatever the fuck they want, as long as it's within the branding of the House mm. of Mouse. It's I've, fine. I've had a theory that came up from watching this and going mm. back and seeing Avengers and Guardians, is that the idea that you should watch these movies, but mm. only once and not pay attention to the details... So yeah. you get that the Guardians is a thing. You know that yep. Gamora is Thanos' daughter. You remember something about Thanos being evil. So you get mm. to this point and she's got the knife that, you know, is something he gave her as a child. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure is not established in either of the Guardians movies. Mm, don't think so. But it's definitely not in the first one. But I haven't watched the second one. It's like the thing about it being all about balance. All about balance. I'm like, that didn't come across at all in the no, other few movies. So it makes her, like, even following him make less sense in Guardians. But mm. her thing of betraying Thanos was because Ronan wanted to destroy Nova Prime. Maybe she's committed a lot of genocides in her time. And she's she's like, right, he wants to destroy an entire population. I'm out. It's like, so you, from what we gather in, you know, if he was just a conqueror, I can yeah. see that. Like, yeah. They just conquer nations and things. But, you know, when someone's like, right, let's let's destroy everyone. You're like, nope, okay, that's too far for me. But when you've been yeah. going around being like, we're destroying half the universe. Yeah, it's only half. It's like, I don't buy that she's then, like, at some point, been like, I'm out. Or that she half. has this love for Thanos. And also, he wants to do it so he can go fishing. Yeah. With Katara and go fishing, and he actually does at the end. He's just sat there watching a sunrise and crying to himself. All these things some Hagen dazs and reading Bridget Jones uh, in, a, in a hut. I was, I was almost excited when that... F- when he first does the, um, when he first uses the stones, mm. because it goes all trippy and he has, and they have a weird artsy moment. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, they're actually doing death. Like this is amazing. Yeah. This is really clever. And then it's just like Gamora, kid version of Gamora for reasons. Yeah. And it was the thing was was bugging uh, me as well was like. People have gone, oh, well, the, um, the children of Thanos don't get much of an outing. I'm like, yeah, because they should have been there in the other movies. They're yeah. never going to get character development of this because it's not about them. There's like 24 million characters that have got to have some kind of subplot. No one cares about the hench people. Like, I, and I just feel like, where were they? Like, Even in um, the first Avengers movie where Loki gets his scepter and there's that other guy played by 
uh, Wesley from uh, Angel. Mm. Um, and it's like that should have been the Moor, or whatever his name was, or Corvus Glaive. I forgot their name. Even saying their names makes me feel like an idiot. Um, <laughs> Midnight. Just one of those guys, because the Moor, yeah. Ebony Moor, seemed to be the one who was like the uh, the priest of the house. Going, you have the uh, jo- you have the honor of being killed by Thados. This religious thing. It's like. That should have been the character. Why wasn't that the character? Was mm. the character not around when they made that movie? Or is it just that they didn't put him in there? I'm pretty sure he was around. Uh, so, Andrew Scone was like, I'm pretty sure that was not the plan. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I quite liked, which you weren't sure of when they found out they, they played, was they, they got Red Skull back. <laughs> yeah. Which I, cause it isn't played by uh, Hugo Weaving, which I noticed straight away because it wasn't his voice. He sounded like Pierce Brosnan. He's an American guy called Ross Marchand and he does this uh, weird Pierce Brosnan voice that he's doing it, but it's clearly not. He's not even doing a German accent. <laughs> so it's debatable he's been living in space for about 70 years, so like, he's got a bit mad. That's yeah. quite cool. He plays this kind of weird keeper guy who looks after the Soul Stone badly. For uh, me, it was kind of one of those, like, oh, that's weird fan service. Mm. And then I was just then like, right, now I have more questions. Why is he here? How is he here? Why did he not die of old age? I'm pretty sure he explained all of that. Like he's, He literally so, spends his entire scene explaining why he's there. But it's not enough to be like, the Tesseract abandoned me here. Okay, I'm cursed to watch people come to this and never take it myself. Why? You didn't even know the Soul Stone existed? It isn't magic. Well, no, he says he went searching for the other stones. So he only knew the Tesseract. I, didn't, I think he's really even know, know where he ended up, to be honest. But, like, he might have ended up on, like, one of the planets or something and then gone <laughs> looking for them and failed miserably. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was a problem with the reasons. I mean, it was nice to see the Red Skull back because since Captain America, I'm like, where's the Red Skull gone? I want to know where he is. It's just, where's he gone? Where are you gone, dude? Why are you, why are you not here? So, uh, but I quite liked it. And it was more that I, I, I was, the fan service is the character coming back. Like, fans don't care so much. I mean, they would, if, like, if you recast Loki or someone like that. I just don't think anyone like the fan like fan service would be ringing Hugo Weaving. I mean, Red Skull is the is the fan bit yeah, like the major character in the comic books. I don't think it was going to kick off because it's not. No, Elrond, they'll love it because Marvel. Elrond Smith. Marvel fanboys are suckers for fan service. Yeah, and <laughs> you know they're just like the Red Skull. This is perfect movie. Ten out of ten. But like, but why is he there? How is he not <laughs> aged? Why is he a? Well, he's not aged because he's magic now. <laughs> Why is this a thing? Because magic. I don't think you're appreciating the magicness of the magic. The magic magicked him, so now he's magic. And he's magically magicking. Why not use a magic he's character for it? Because he's magic. But he wasn't magic before. But he's magic now. <laughs> and what's he going to do now? Like, <laughs> he's no, he's got a soul, so what's he going to do? Just hang out on his rock. He's going to stare at Gamora. And, and suddenly with the soul stone, and the soul stone, all the other stones now, they're going to all the planets that have the uh, the Norse-sounding names. Like they went mm-hmm. to Nidavilia, which is where the uh, dwarves lived. Who are giants? The dwarves are giant. <laughs> That's hilarious. Peter Dinklage in a strange casting choice there. Because um, Thanos went and got his glove made there. Which, again, is weird because Nidavilia, like, he's had that glove for a while because he had it in a cupboard. Yeah. Like in one of the one of the credit scenes, I can't remember which one, but it's at least been there a few years, and nobody noticed that they had from the Divilier in a while. Only the dwarves. Yeah, like, so he's had that glove from at least like before Age of Ultron happened. Yeah, that's the post-credit scene like, where he gets it. 
It sounds like it's a pretty popular place to go get weapons made. And yet nobody has noticed that these guys haven't like done anything in a while. Yeah. Like whatever happened to those guys, they haven't done much in a while. You know? <laughs> it was it was a bit like They don't have any contact with anything. Because yeah. basically Thanos uh, again, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the movie, Thanos goes there to get his gauntlet made and he kills all the dwarves there except for one Peter Dinklage giant dwarf. Uh, cuts his hand off so he's got these these like metal hands. But I'm like well, you're a master craftsman. Even without your hand, you could probably make some mechanical hands or get some help. But nobody, nobody has gone over. I mean, yeah, okay, so um, so Ragnarok happened. Ragnarok just happened because this is like right after they're, they're on the run. Literally like probably about an hour or so after because Thanos has appeared behind and they start attacking the ship. So it's not been a long time. Well, we don't re- actually we don't really know how long he was floating there, but whatever. They haven't established it. It didn't happen. Um, and nobody's kind of noticed that Nidavellir's like been um, yeah. been sacked and destroyed, or well, not destroyed, but so that, that was a bit strange. And because he's had that, yeah, the glove a while ago. Was it, which one was it where he goes? If you want something doing uh, Age of Ultron, and sure that was Age of Ultron. So it's been at least four years or so mm. since he since he did that. Three or four years. Yeah. Like, and nobody thought, let's check in on those guys. They make all their weapons, and. It seemed weird that Thor would see the cast and be like, what have you done? Like, you had a gauntlet in your vault that I'm yeah. assuming you assumed was real. Yeah. Like, that's just the thing. You knew about the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. So you've had this for a really long time. He's had that for a long time. So nobody has been to Nidavellir, your prime source of really amazing weaponry, for a, for a really long time. In the, in the, like, I hate to go in the comics thing. In the comics... Like Nidavellir and Alfheim, where the light elves live, and Malekith and everybody, they all kind of meet up every now and again, chat, you know, dwarves taking refugees from one of the realms. So the realms communicate with each other. Mm. Like, it just doesn't make any sense that Thor doesn't know <laughs> about that. Um, or no one, no one went to check in and go, oh my God, let's get you guys get back on back on track. Because my, my thought for that one, sort of like, it might still happen in um, Avengers the next Avengers movie, because he definitely felt like a part one, is that Rocket will end up working, like, because he was, he loves weapons, he loves making <laughs> weapons, and the guy can't make his own weapons anymore. So I was like, the perfect thing for that character to be doing at the end of Avengers is working in Nidavellir. <laughs> and I really hope that's what they do with the next one, because he could be working with Peter Dinklage's character and making weapons. I just thought, brilliant. Um, fan, fan theory. But uh, yeah, it makes me laugh how many fan theories are wrong about this movie. Mm. How many? Um, my mate called Loki dying. Oh, yeah. My friend I called think, that one. Um, I think a lot of people did. It's been a long time coming. He's yeah. a villain on a redemption storyline, so he has to die. Yeah, he's got to die. I think Magneto is the only to... person who doesn't. Yeah. That was the thing annoying me as well, is they go to uh, they go to Wakanda, like, and this is where the um, Proxima Midnight uh, goes uh, with big guy, whose name I can't remember, gets his arm chopped off and stuff like that. And they're outside the, the shield of Wakanda, and um, Chadwick Boseman, in one of the worst African accents, it gets worse as the movies go on, goes, turn on the defences. See, I can't do the accent. I, I, re- I apologise for even trying. But I'm just, I'm not trying to create an African accent. I'm trying to create mm. Chadwick Boseman's accent. I apologise <laughs> if that is actually like a legitimate accent. But it's just weird. It's really breathy. It's yeah. almost like a, like a Batman voice or something. <laughs> it's really strange. But he's like, turn on all the defences. Now, 
in Black Panther, which is a couple of years before this, they had had airships with with laser guns and all sorts. But in this movie, they just line up like Roman legionnaires with capes which apparently have a shield on them and they're little shooty staffs, which they definitely ripped off from Stargate, um, and just fire at them. And I'm just saying they've got like air support from War Machine and Falcon, mm. and that's about it. And it's like, but you have weapons. You have all the weapons. Like we see Killmonger in Black Panther loading all your weapons to go elsewhere. And instead, you are just, you're just like, now nah, we'll just stand here and shoot him. That'll be fine. <laughs> like, it, it just, it was just ridiculous. Like, they could put them in space, but they don't have a hell of a gunship. So that, that annoyed me. Again, it felt like they, they were as powerful as the plot needed them to be to lose. Mm-hmm. It was like, if they're good at this, they won't lose. Mm. And that was it. The whole thing was just loaded in the favour of the bad guys. Um, again, I don't take back any of the good things I said about this movie. This is the thing I need to keep saying. I did enjoy this movie. Um, but yeah, so, like, cause again, I think fa- this was Thanos' movie. Yeah, this, it, it was. should have been called Avengers Thanos kicks <laughs> everybody's ass, meets, reconciles his daughter, then kills her, you know. Because Thanos just was the best written character in this movie. Everyone else was just there to make him look good. Mm. Except I hated him. What, the character? Or? Yeah. Because they'd set up like this conqueror and suddenly he's this torn, like, layered character who's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, his logic was incredibly faulty. <laughs> not just because he wants to kill half the universe. I'm not, I've not. i really got sort of a problem with that. Because like, there's a lot of people out there I don't know. Yeah. Well, what you do with that, Lemire. But no, like, it was the, the logic of, uh, I'm going to kill half the universe, because then people get to live long. I'm like, yeah, but then they'll just breed, and there'll be more of them again, and then they're back to square one. Like, people aren't <laughs> going to go, well, actually, yeah, this is the right amount of people to have on our planet. We probably shouldn't have any have any more kids than we need to. Also, that's not how civilizations work. It's a fundamental misunderstanding of civilizations. Actually, as they get larger or more scientifically, scientifically progressive, they have fewer kids, and they kind of even out. Um, and it just, you know, and I didn't, I didn't realise you're an environmentalist. I mean, obviously he's the Mad Titan, so maybe mm. he's not thinking straight. But I genuinely, throughout this movie, thought, you know what, if someone just sat down and chatted to him about this, like debated him over it, I'm sure he'd be like a reasonable guy. I'm happy. Like, he was quite happy to talk, talk to people about his plan. Like, he re- like some people he didn't even start fighting them until they started fighting him. Mm. I reckon, like, if you actually just sat down with him, we're like, okay, fair enough, let's, let's hash this out. Let's, like, I'm going to try and see where you're coming from. And I want you to be able to see where I'm coming from. So you can kind of, you know, I get, I get you want to kill half the universe. But let's just, like, let's get some coffee, some donuts. Let's just chill out. I mean, I know you, you're clearly on a low-carb diet. You've clearly <laughs> been on the protein. But we just, if we just sit down and chill out, maybe have a couple of chicken steaks or something, and we'll just, like, come with a better way to do this. Uh, because I don't, I don't think it's perfect. It's perfectly. I'm imagining uh, that conversation now. It starts, like, right, okay, tell me why. And Thanos said, have you seen Kingsman? Yeah. Nick Fury in that movie has it all worked out. Yeah. And then Stark is like, uh, Spider-Man, do you know what he's talking about? It's like, yeah, yeah, Kingsman, that really old movie. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, he watched Kingsman <laughs> while he was really stoned. <laughs> One day I was like, this guy, this guy gets it, man. That's what I'm going to do. And, uh, yeah, it's weird because, you know, for years we've always been calling for a more layered villain. And, like, the one time they finally done it. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the wrong guy to have done it with. Like, don't try and make me care for Thanos because, like, I've got to kill my favourite daughter. 
So he didn't give a shit about her. Yeah. Anything in Guardians is to be believed. So he didn't care. I don't buy this conqueror picked a random peasant girl. <laughs> Which I'm, I didn't get the sense she was a peasant in Guardians either. It sounded like she was the daughter of someone important. Yeah. Important to her. And uh, <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just like this, this doesn't match. And I'm more, I'm always more concerned about characters matching how they're mm. set up instead of like changing them completely to yeah. make a better yeah. version. Yeah, no, I think they, d- I think this is it. Like throughout the um, throughout the characters again, they will they'll perform whatever role they need to. Like Loki in this going down like a punk. They needed him to go down like a. They, they need to get get him out of the way so he wasn't in the rest of the movie because they got enough to deal with. Um, so they just had him do something completely stupid he'd never do. They do it in so many shows and movies, and it's really annoying because they they just do stuff they would never actually do. Like you act in a way you would never do. Loki would try and get convince himself to be on his side, get Thor out of there, uh, convince him not to destroy the ship, and they go along. So I mean, look, in, even in Ragnarok, which like. As much as I've criticised it, and I think it is one of the dumbest movies in the MCU, not because it's bad, just because it's like dumbed down. Um, he spends two weeks becoming friends with the Grandmaster, like mm. wheeling his way in. That's what he does. And it's easy for him to lie to people and mislead people. And part of his thing, redemption thing was like, lots of things like, and it would be nice rather than like, oh, we've got to get rid of him, like for him to use that skill he's got to build up the opportune moment. And he could have spread discord amongst the um, the children of Thanos have just done something they, there's so many movies you could have had but because they want to do them all mm. in one they had to take shortcuts and yeah. I was like I want to see where that one goes I want about 15 Marvel one shots bring back the one shot like, <laughs> like the great thing about comics and I know I complain about it sometimes but is the fucking tie-ins this felt like it needs tie-ins. <laughs> it needs a whole TV show with a, with the same budget where like we we see all the stuff that could have like fleshed <laughs> this out. Um, because yeah, because like there's there's a whole obviously you've got Tony Stark and Spider Man and Guardians and Doctor Strange, and then you've got people on Earth and all this that and the other. Because I feel like really they're they're like Doctor Strange's plan should be like okay, well we haven't got much control of this, but we'll c- gain control of the ship somehow and get back to Earth because really. Like, we know there's an Infinity Stone on Earth. I've got an Infinity Stone. We get those two Infinity Stones together. That's two. Like, I watched I watched Legends of Tomorrow, which is I mean, generally quite a terrible show. <laughs> it's rubbish. It literally, they inherit villains and characters like that other shows are done with. Mm. And their plan of the flying, they basically kind of went for an Infinity Stone story. That's it. Okay, spoilers for Legends of Tomorrow. I do apologise if you haven't seen it. But, yeah, so basically that, that series, there are these, uh, they all had totems. Uh, this one person had a totem. There's six totems. Right. Yeah, right. One's got one's death and uh, other crap, water, earth, etc. Like, and they're like, right, we've got to get all the totems together to defeat this demon guy. So like, they wouldn't have. They didn't go right. Well, I've got totems. I'm going to take take this totem off to a different planet, and I'm going to take this totem over there. They clearly know that the stones are quite powerful together. Mm. So it wouldn't make sense to kind of try and gather them together somehow. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, know. They, I don't know how they would have done that, but like, lots of their plans made no sense. Um, and I feel like because Doctor Strange is whole, I've watched fourteen million outcomes of this. Well, yeah, well, all of your outcomes based on you staying on this planet and engaging Thanos face to face. Because I could tell you that's a bad idea. <laughs> I could tell you that's a bad idea. Um, but yeah, but I feel like we should talk about some of the spoilery stuff that we actually liked. What did you like about this movie? 
you liked the movie. This is the thing. Yeah, for the most part, I liked most of the stuff that happens with Strange. Mm. Like when he's captured and they start torturing him. Yeah. That was good. His cape, I thought, was used really well. Yeah, I feel like a more mature director's got hold of it and Mm. they used it. It didn't feel like it was about to start talking. Yeah, I liked how um, they did the magic fights, particularly on Earth where they're jumping between anyone. Again, I feel they dumbed down his powers a little bit. Like, he did some cool stuff, but I feel like we know he can do more than that, especially if he's wielding an Infinity Stone. Mm. So, that was the only thing. Because he could just have a save game. (laughs) Don't we all play Skyrim? We do a save game before we go into battle. We go into battle, go, right, well, that didn't work. Rewind, do it again. Right, okay. Definitely do a save game. What are the things they're like? Uh, Ross is consistent at being the worst person in the universe. No, Ross, the man who I still don't believe anyone gave a job <laughs> as any kind of secretary of anything. I've said, like, I've seen someone, like, he must have the biggest amount of dirt on, like, the most powerfulest people he in owns, the universe. He owns somebody. Right, you know, I half expect when Thanos destroys, like, if Thanos was going to destroy Earth, Ross would walk up to him and say, I have mm. pictures of you. Yeah. And he's like, right, the Earth is destroyed, except Ross, who is my Secretary of State. Yeah. I do think that, like, while I do, while, um, I do feel like it was just kind of like rushing through to get him all the six Infinity Stones mm. and take sure, because I do think they did still balance and pace it quite well, because it was a long movie. I mean, did it drag for you? Did you feel like it dragged? Yeah. Oh, I really? could okay. easily have had, so 10 minutes I could have cut out easily. Yeah. Just the end of a couple of jokes and things. Oh god, but yeah. It drags at times, but it's one of those where I'm like, it drags, but I feel they used everyone as well as they could. It oh. didn't feel like people were underused. Chris Evans' hair looked awful. It looked yeah. awful. Like, oh, looked I liked it. his it's hair. Just, no, didn't see him. I also thought right. that looking at Chris Evans is like, if someone's going for the Metal Gear Solid movie, <laughs> he looks like he could pull late, off Snake. What, late 90s curtains? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so merely curtains. Yeah, so I, I like the effect. I did like a lot of the um, stuff, like, I did. I think they did well as well because they did split off a team, uh, which I like, mm. don't agree with all the time, but I think they did well to kind of balance go in between those. But mm. like I say, I feel like the plot of him going to get his magic axe or whatever could yeah. have been an, a Thor movie. Could Yeah, could like, have been even like instead of Ragnarok. Oh, one of the other things I thought was like, the end of Ragnarok probably should have had Thanos in it. I yeah. had no idea whose ship <laughs> that was, but that should have ended with Thanos and the children of Thanos appearing. I think that was kind of the point, if you didn't know already. But yeah, like they go, ooh, what's going on here? Yeah, but again, everybody was, was like, it's Thanos, Thanos. Because comic fans know that ship, apparently. Yeah. Um, what else did I like? I liked I that. <laughs> I like that um, Scarlet Witch dropped her accent. Like, this was, this movie, like, a lot of people died in this, and Scarlet Witch's accent was one of them. <laughs> like, I kind of liked, I know, I know it's probably not going to last, the, the bad guy kind of won. Because mm. obviously he's basically when he does it he clicks his fingers because that click that moment is like does send chills down your spine and he basically gets all these six infinity stones and uh, Thor hacks him in the chest rather than just knocking his head off like he's just spun the axe at him and chopped his head off wouldn't you like what again another decision which is like I think it's one sense. of those where he's used to using a hammer yeah. to downward swing the hammer that's a good point actually go upward spin like a, like a twig but anyway um, yeah, and he's just like, you should have gone for head, and he just goes. Mm. But, uh, and then people start crumbling to dust. Although, it is spoiled by the fact they they have characters crumble to dust like Black Panther. 
who's going to have another movie. Unless they're <laughs> sending it in between the first Black Panther and this one, which maybe they can start working backwards. I don't I know. know. But, um, yeah, like, that that's good. That's what that was. And they, they just crumble and uh, Bucky and Winter Soldier's credited to be in Infinity War's next, yeah. next, next Avengers movie and stuff like that. So if they'd had characters who were like, oh, Falcon, oh, that was an interesting story. Like, will they bring that back? I don't know. If it had been characters where they don't, but they suffers from a, a thing I've read. There's this great uh, video online for a guy, a guy called Lessons from Screenplay. It's not his actual name, but that's what his YouTube channel is. Oh. And it's the thing about having a decent antagonist. Mm. And the important thing is to have them uh, their plan not be something like destroying half the galaxy, half the universe, because you know, well, in film films generally, they won't succeed mm. because that's just, just, just ridiculous. No film, especially a film made by Disney, will allow that to stick. Mm. Like, they'll either do the TV thing where it's like, oh, dark future, and then they'll go, I found a way to go back in time, and they go back in time and, and stop it from happening. Uh, which is like it's such a comic book trope as well. <laughs> it, that's what the original Age of Ultron effectively was. Um, so they, you know, you, you you get this trope, or it'll be that they find a way to get hold of the Infinity Gauntlet and and somehow use a time stone to reverse it and things mm. like that. You know, it's it kind of mm. it was it was a bit of like I, I summed it up as it's like they say when you get a teenager who starts dyeing the hair black and wearing dark makeup and goth pose and I'm gonna run away from home. It's like I've course you are see you in time for tea yeah make your favorite but get you some toast <laughs> it was just that's that was what it felt like to me i'm like all right this is where you want to play it I'll, I'll i'll go along with it you know when someone's telling a really obvious joke i pull my mm. finger you're like right yeah okay yeah no, i'm not gonna put it I'm i think fine, was, i'll do it i know what's gonna happen like uh. that was the big problem for me is and i've been thinking about it for the last couple of days it's like i see the machine mm. it's like you know, if this was a Fox movie or something, yeah, where they haven't announced twelve other films, yep, twenty apparently on the slate. Wow. Yep. And we got to this ending, I would genuinely probably have been like, "Oh my god." Yep. Who like who is coming back? Like I have no faith any of these characters are dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will be, shocked if Gamora stays dead. Yeah. I'll be shocked if Loki stays dead. It's. Well, I think Loki might. I, my my thoughts are that people who died throughout the movie, well, two of them, whatever, uh, will yeah. probably stay dead, <laughs> but the people who crumble to dust will come back. Yeah, I I still reckon that none of this will matter. Yeah. Like every time they still were shaking up the MCU, like by the next movie, it's was it's resolved completely. Like yeah. Um, so Winter Soldier happened. Hydra's taken over Shield. Like Shield's gone. Well, Stark is now like just paying for the Avengers and doing everything that Shield does. Yeah, and, and uh, in, in Agents of Shield, they've still got Agents of Shield and they start to bring back Shield uh, and stuff like that. And it's like, uh, I've given up on the TV shows. They don't oh, exist for me anymore. Agents of Shield is is not good. <laughs> it's not good. And other things where it's like. Um, yeah, like Civil War resolved itself completely. It's like, mm. turns out there's no black, there's no grey area. Like Stark was wrong, Caps was right. Like, yep. They all now joined the side of Caps. They're like, yeah, <laughs> Caps lock on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thor has one eye. Oh, they fixed that in two seconds. Well, this was it. This was for me the big thing that kind of summed up uh, that how like transient things that happen in mm. the Marvel, the MCU are. I thought, oh, they've actually made a serious change to character. They've got rid of his eye. Then he's got this robot eye, which 
will be in there now and won't change or be mentioned ever again. Mm. Like he's got his he's got his axe, which is which is cool. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's now got a weapon again. You know, he doesn't need the weapon, and we clearly established this. Yeah. And this is the thing. Cause I suppose on a spaceship you wouldn't want to summon lightning, but he can now float. He can now float in space as well because they destroy the ship that all the all the Asgardians are on. Even though the, his whole thing is he leaves half people alive. That's his thing. Um, but he blows the ship up, and Thor's floating in space. I was thinking that as I said, Asgardians can survive the vacuum of space. And so if he's to survive in space. And the Guardians of the Galaxy just rescue him. Or all the other people flying in space. I guess they're just going to float around. Maybe that's yeah. Thanos' is out. It's like, yeah, I've left half alive and I know you survived the vacuum. Yeah. So I cannot. See, my thing with this was quite oh, funny because obviously we came from a different perspective. We might have t- cut this bit earlier on, actually. Is <laughs> I didn't watch the trailers and you did. Yeah. And I was really, I was really glad. I, didn't, I did the same for Black Panther as well. I was so glad because I didn't know who was going to meet who and when. How things happen. I didn't know that Stark suit was nanites now and did nanobot things and did like the whole changing and I was like, that's really cool. It's mm. quite fluid. And I didn't see that in any of the trailers I watched, but I only watched the first couple. Well, they showed some of the stuff it could do, but I guess it was... Uh, I liked was that detail actually when he's fighting Thanos and Thanos is destroying bits of it as well, the nanites really running, converge yeah. and it's running out. Well, he's running out of nanites. That was quite, that, that was, was really cool. Good detail. Wasn't that, yeah, like it was, that was really cool. And Thanos did that whole like, oh, you are good. Half of the humanity will survive, which is a bit key because I thought it was supposed to be at random. He was going to click his fingers, and he made that comment, which made it seem like he actually was deciding who lived and died. So it's a bit like it's supposed to be at random, and he's just like, oh, half humanity will still be alive, as though he was deciding that actually I will let you live. But you're like, dude, you're supposed to be. You're supposed to say it's at random. Yeah, I think he means that half of every population mm. will survive. Yeah. That's funny. The one that line where he's like half humanity will survive. I hope they remember you. Yeah. It was one of those who said, "This is because I, I I preferred Stephen Wolf as a villain, and he is much shallower. Yes. Like, he's not as good a character. So shallow. But it was that moment where it was like Thanos has no cool bad guy lines. No. It was like I mean, he gives Stark a genuine compliment, mm. and I was thinking that bit in Justice where Thanos is uh, not Thanos. Steppenwolf yep. is fighting Wonder Woman. He's like, you have the blood of the old gods in you. Compliment. The yeah. old gods died. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and what was weird about this, as like film, was like watching the trailers after. Because I do that's what I do as I watch and I watch the trailers after. Is Hulk is in the trailer, but there's a whole subplot of him being too afraid to come out to the point where Banner has to wear this Hulkbuster to fight um, rather than wearing rather than being the Hulk. In the trailer... <laughs> Hulk is clearly seen running through some woods with all the uh, the characters from Wakanda. I'm like, where was that scene? Because like, I don't even see that shot fitting anywhere because they weren't in the woods. Mm. Like, I guess maybe that's them running to get ready or something. I don't know. But um, again, maybe it was because they felt like if he was the Hulk, it would have been over in five minutes if they'd actually done the Hulk properly. Yeah. And also, the Hulk is much bigger in maybe. that than he was on the ship. Well, maybe it's because one of those really sad things where they were like, Oh, we want to surprise people that it's the Hulkbuster. Mm. Like this will be too spoilerific if they didn't they show the Hulkbuster. They put the Hulkbuster in the trailers though. Like, or did they? <laughs> I can't remember actually. I think it shows up in a couple of shots. Yeah, but it got ruined they... anyway by the merchandise. <laughs> I think the fact that Banner's in it was supposed to be their big surprise. Mm. It got ruined by the merchandise anyway. Um, like. I don't know what else though. I'm just looking at some notes yeah. they took. Yeah, no, I, I am glad I didn't. I, I'm glad I didn't watch the trailers. Like little things, it's it's just little things where I'm like, you'd you'd get to that scene, you're like I recognise this, 
this is going to happen now. Like the bit where Banner falls from space and like comes through the through the stairs. Didn't know what was going to happen. Kind of guessed a little bit, but um, didn't know what was going to happen. I don't think the trailers were as spoilerific. Watching them after as some of the other ones, like Black Panther. When I watched that, I was like that kind of like gives away some key moments here. Whereas these, I feel like they'd kind of gone for the no spoil it for people. Like they did that I video they, with the with the actors saying, "Oh, we're not going to spoil it." I think they did um, much cleverer using some of their shots because obviously a few mm. of them are from the end, but you'd never get that context. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I uh, I thought the trailers did quite a good job of. Not I find Cap suit a bit confusing. On a random note, it's like so he scratched. He's basically got his suit. He scratched off the start. And he's Painted over the stripes? Is he painted, painted over the grey? Like, I don't know, has he just washed it too many times on Maybe. a hot wash? Like, it looks like it's shrunk. <laughs> um, or, what? But yeah, I uh, that was a bit odd. But yeah. yeah. What other things did I say? Oh, one of the random notes I had is I don't like Widow's new haircut. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why it bothers me so much either. Yeah. But it does. Oh my god, there's some cool concept art they didn't make it. Like, there's concept art of Tony Stark with a load of different suits. Because that was it as well. They know. felt like they took a lot of people away from their element to go, right, well now like Tony Stark has only got this one suit that he's got on him. So he can't get all of his tech. Mm. So like again, they felt like in the plot-wise, they were loading the dice in Thanos' favour. Mm. Like if they actually, oh, they um, they haven't got time to, they haven't got time to prepare because they're going to arrive right away. Mm. Like, it's like, I suppose it's good in a way. It's like, what if they didn't have time? It's like, oh, fair enough. But it's just little bits like that felt like they were just doing it so that they could, like, Thanos could win because they're doing a whole part one. Because it's definitely a part one vibe. Yeah, that was one definitely of my got notes. A part is one vibe. I got, um, by the time it ended, I put, doesn't feel finished. Yeah. Which has uh, the same problem I have with, like, Matrix Reloaded. Mm. Where it's like, this doesn't feel like a complete story enough on its own. Yeah. Like, Empire is a part two, mm. but I feel that story resolves its well. Like it stops at a point that feels like the end of the story. Yeah, well, they had a common decency to say that it was it was going to be a part one, whereas this mm. one they've gone, oh, we're not going to announce the title because you don't want to ruin the end of Infinity War. It's like, dude. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, again most of my problems come from the fact of a lack of things being established. Yeah, like Vision can look human. Yeah, there's been a couple of years though, and they did the whole thing. He's evolving, and it was it was supposed to be an illusion, I guess. Maybe he's projecting the image into their minds, but again, that wasn't established. I yeah. don't like. I shouldn't. We shouldn't have to explain it. This is why I say that you shouldn't have to explain it for them. They should explain it in there or show it, like how it's how it's done, mm. his magic tricks. Um, but yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit odd. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know if there's much else really to say other than to like start yeah. bitching about some more details. Yeah, I mean, Sean Gunn was missing. That's another thing. Sean Gunn. <laughs> oh, this is it as well. Ant Man doesn't show up neither as Hawkeye. I mean, now Ant Man's doing his his film, and I think it's set for enduring Infinity War, mm. uh, which that's gonna be a hard act. Infinity will be a hard act to follow, you know, with with uh, like an Ant Man movie, unless it ties in and there's actual plot based things which develop alongside. I feel like maybe the films in between will kind of advance the story a little bit well I hope they will because mm. last time Ant-Man was kind of separate separate, and you can't have a film that's separate to this yeah. it's too big a movie to have anything else going on yeah. um, but yes I ho and Hawkeye wasn't there yeah 
Hawkeye is someone I've always been like, he's useless, why is he here? And when he's not here, it's like, that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's under the, house arrest as well, a I human think. Ground. Yeah, they said he's under house arrest because they're like, well, we're not going to leave our families. So yeah. we might as well um, take, cut a, a take cut a deal with the government and do it that way. Sounds so. like a pretty sweet deal if he's in house arrest. Exactly. So I can't complain about that, but <laughs> it's like, nope, not coming out for the uh, end of the end of the world. End of the world, yeah. It would have made sense if he showed up towards the end or something, just mm. anything along those lines. But it, it was just like, no, he wasn't there. And it was like going back to the whole criticism I used to have where you'd have um, you'd have like a Superman movie or whatever and there'd be out and you, no one, no other heroes would turn up. Like mm. that whole that old thing of like, they're supposed to exist in the same world theoretically, but they wouldn't show up. Yeah. They're all treated separately. So I was like, no, they'd be there. So Especially if Fury's running around. What was Fury doing in this movie? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know because the end credit sequence is him and uh, Agent Hill. Mm. And it seems like they're back working for S.H.I.E.L.D., which I kind of think they do at the end of Ultron. It's kind of obviously he's got his own helicarrier again, so he's doing his thing. Which, again, makes Agent S.H.I.E.L.D. make even less sense. Because, no, like... Doesn't he disappear? Don't, uh, uh, I can't remember. No, he's, yeah. he's on the helicarrier at the end. Yeah, but, um, he's off the grid But it makes somewhere. even less sense that heli helicarrier exists and they're cleaning the makers of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you've got this freaking TV show which is like trying to say, no, this is what's bringing S.H.I.E.L.D. back. You're like, I don't, don't care. Just end the TV <laughs> show. You're more annoying than anything because there'll probably be something in the re most recent series because they went off space at the end of last series. Spoiler. Mm. Um, so there'll probably be something in there which is a minor thing that was uh, not really key but happened. Um, so, yeah. No. There's lots yeah. of details, but overall, I think... I think that's that's what I was trying to get at, I think, mm. is that the details make it fall apart. Yeah. And as I was saying earlier, it's like, I think Marvel kind of want you to know what's happened, but not the details. Like a magic eye business. picture. Yeah. Like, I was hoping people won't do the thing that they've done and go back and marathon all the other movies mm. to, uh, before they watch this and go, hey! Gone a minute. Although it sounds like I'm the only person who's doing that, or we're the only person who's gone. Hang on, everybody else is like, nope, this seems well, to just, fit perfectly. The thing is, the way, like you said, the way it works is that you, because obviously you, you don't remember every. Some people do, but you don't necessarily always remember every detail of every movie that you've seen. Mm. So you watch this, and it fits just enough to, for you to forget that, like, actually, like Thanos wasn't like this in the other movies and stuff like that. So. You, you kind of, it's like, ah, it's close enough. It's like, it's a close enough mm. thing. It's like, oh, it's close enough. Um, but then if you actually do go back and watch them, like you said before, you start to go, hmm, well, that's different. Well, you wouldn't like that in this movie. Why, why do you, like I say, Doctor Strange, why is he suddenly a bit crap? Like, why does he suddenly <laughs> put a limit on the amount of power he's willing to use? When before he's like, now nah, I'm, I'm going to use, um, I'm going to use a time stone. And we've not had anything in between to establish why he wouldn't use the time stone. Mm. Like, He's, he's used it. He's quite happy to use it. He's like with Baron Mordo. He's got to do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. Um, the, the, we should have had a Doctor Strange 2 or something yeah. where he uses it and it causes a bad thing to happen. Like mm. a personal bad thing. He loses a friend or something. Like it kills yeah. Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Or something. Something to that extent. Like just something to establish why but he he's only it. had a good time. Or someone go, why don't you use the why don't you use the time stone to reverse this? And they'll just say something like, "Well, so I can only do something. this many ways, so we can just what? Like I can only go back a couple of minutes or something, so we can just watch this spaceship come in ten times." But yeah, mm. like a line like that might have worked. 
Yeah. Um, shall we talk about the future? I think we. Yeah. So, movies we've got coming up now, because uh, this one thing is obviously Ant Man is the, the immediate successor, as in that's the next one coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's gonna be set, from what I understand, set before and during. Oh yeah. Uh, Infinity War, which makes sense. Um, let me look. So it's potentially explore the quantum realm. Mm. Um, but it just, I feel like uh, it, it can't. Well, at least until the next one resolves it, if the next Avenger film is the one that resolves it, they can't ignore this film. Like this is too mm. big a world-changing event for maybe Ant Man to be wondering, huh? All these people seem to have disappeared. Well, on with my plot. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can't just it, oh, yeah. it can't do that. And again, it didn't make any sense that if it is going on at the same time, or they are doing the Ant Man and Wasp thing at the moment, that mm. they weren't there. Mm. Like, where was Giant Man? Would have been really useful in Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. And then was like, oh, he's, he's taking this deal. I'm like, that doesn't. No, sorry, that's not going to cut it with me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the ones that are actually nice got Captain Marvel, which, given the cr- end credit sequence, seemed like it's going to tie uh, tie in. Apparently, Captain Marvel has mm, time travel powers. Really? Yeah, apparently so. Oh god. It's not something I knew, so that might come into it. Um, and she's it. she's just freakishly powerful really, so yeah. like she could go toe toe with Thanos, which again why she wasn't there, because obviously the Nova yeah. Corps is all on Xandar, Xandar has now been destroyed. Like it's just these things again, it's like if it was just an Earth thing I'd understand, but this is a galactic thing which apparently's gone for a little while, no one seems to know about, like all these worlds getting destroyed. And um I was thinking everybody doesn't come out for it. Like they should, the Shi'ar. I mean, I think the Shi'ar are more with X Men, so I don't know if they've got the rights to them yet. They should have rocked up at Planet Earth or something, or like the Guardians should have had a distress call <laughs> for like for like backup. Going guys, we got to band together. Like that could have been their thing, but it feels like people just didn't really know this was going. On. Yes, Captain Marvel, first major female-led mm. uh, superhero movie from uh, Marvel. Although, so, from what I've heard, this one might not. Um, do anything with this story. Yeah, it was set in the 90s, but again, she has got time travel power. We'll see. Maybe they'll just set her up, so in Avengers 4, I'll call it Avengers 4 Marvellous. Um, <laughs> Avengers we 4, she'll, she she'll actually come into it and I'll be, she'll be like with the remaining heroes about getting things back the way they were, getting, like defeating Thanos. Uh, because as I say, like from a future perspective, you can't leave, you can't leave things with half the universe dead. Unless mm. you're leading towards Secret Wars or the whole universe collapsing on itself, which I don't think Disney would, I don't think Disney would do. They won't even let Thor lose an eye. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, untitled Avengers Thor. So we've got three movies coming out in the next year. So obviously April twenty seventh was Infinity War, part one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ant Man Wasp July sixth, Captain Marvel March eighth, twenty nineteen, and then all, like basically a month later you got Avengers Four. Yeah. So I just feel like there's going to be some either they that or well, it's going to set up Captain Marvel like right mm. just so you know because we've done this we've set up Captain Marvel who's Captain Marvel here's a movie introducing her and here's a movie where she comes into her own like a month <laughs> later and you know I'm really glad that it's it's close like an Avengers movie is next year because yeah. if that was like four years wait I'd I'd just I'd have to kick somebody's ass. I was, I was the only thing that worries me is the fact that there's movies in between. Yeah. And it is like, Ant Man and Wasp, I guess, isn't going to acknowledge much. If it happens, yeah. it might happen at the end. That I reckon so, maybe. Just... But um, the, yeah, so that so that Man and Wasp, I think, is kind of like before the tangent, the, uh, ta- ta- on tangent. 
Uh, obviously, then you've got Captain Marvel, which I think is setting up a character who's going to be a major player in the new mm. event, next Avengers movie, and Avengers. So it's not that many. No, it's not. Between. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. What is interesting, and what does kind of, uh, like, a little bit spoil Avengers to an extent, is the movies that are coming out after Avengers mm-hmm. 4. And they're like, oh, we can't announce the, announce the title to Avengers 4 because it'll ruin the events, but you've got Spider-Man coming Spider-Man. out in July next year. You've got Guardians and of the Galaxy 3 coming out in 2020. And that's, I think, as many. And Black Panther 2 has been announced. Oh, so, obviously, cool. people who crumbled to dust at the end of uh, Infinity War, you've got most of the Guardians, pretty much all the Guardians of the Galaxy, except for Rocket, crumbled yeah. to dust. All the, all the ones who won't be relevant to the plot for a little while crumble to dust. Maybe they don't have to pay them in the next movie until the end. <laughs> which is probably the reason, let's face it. Uh, crumble to dust. Uh, Spider-Man, which, if they do kill off Peter Parker, I mean, I'd like to see Miles Morales as, next to the, as much as anybody else on film don't need to kill Peter Parker to do it. Mm. You can have a friend. Find a friends. You know, and then, yeah, and then Black Panther, who's literally just had what his first film, which is one of the most successful films they've had, <laughs> yeah. next to, I think, Civil War. Yeah. You know, and obviously this is going to blow it out of the water, Infinity War. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like this, that we've been promised a very different Marvel universe. Mm. But I think, was it you saying to me that, like, their big thing is going to be crossovers? Like people I coming into each other's it. movies. Oh, maybe. Stuff like that. Like Doctor Strange popping up in Thor and uh, things like that. So it's not going to be blo- a lot of blockbusters where it's just one character on their own. Mm. It's going to be like on some more ensemble pieces. Yeah, I've um, heard of that. I know like um, Spider-Man's supposed to be doing more of that as well. Yeah. Um, and it worked. It makes sense. Do we think Venom's part of the universe or not I'm still confused I don't confused know I haven't watched the trailer because I'm doing my whole trailer embargo thing uh, although I don't feel I feel like maybe I can watch the first one and get away with it but I don't know for certain because I'm still know. so confused on this situation I'm really confused as to why they're doing Venom separately like I've always, I want, I've always wanted to see a Venom movie done really well I'd love to see a Venom movie done as like a, a proper 80s body horror where the symbiote is slowly but surely eating away the mind of the person which would be really cool um, mm. but this isn't going to be that um, so it's going to be interesting, but they haven't settled Venom um, as a character. Like Venom gets like its look from Spider-Man. Mm. So yeah, it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be part of the universe. Although it would be quite cool to see Tom Holland pop up in it, but he won't because he's dead at the moment. The last rumor I heard was that Tom Holland was cameoing in it, and then people being like, "Don't be too like, oh my God, Tom Holland's in this." It's like a they're like old school cameos where yeah. you see someone for a few seconds. Oh, okay. So it's not like so it he's might... actually he's actually potentially Peter Parker. He might just be. So it might cameo. just be a cameo. It might be like Peter Parker swinging around as Spider Man. Yeah, maybe they'll mention it. Maybe it'll be set before. Who knows? Because yeah. that's another thing as well is they need to get the timeline in check. Like the chronology. I watched a video about it, and even they got stuff wrong. And it was like they cleaned on a lot of work when it works out. Because that's the big thing is. This feels like, and I don't know if it is, but it feels like the problem they get into in the comics because everything's so interconnected, they can't move for plots and like consequences of all the mm. plots that in order for people to be able to access it, they have to have it like a roster, clear the roster, just get rid of a bunch of people. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily want that. I kind of like, I'm happy for them to just maybe have the other characters go off, and maybe it's like Captain America just pops up every now and again, like they just get Chris Evans back as a as a. Uh, a cameo so we can have a life or something like that you know i think robert Downey jr will be in us a long haul because he's getting paid so much money <laughs> yeah. it'd have to be crazy not to do marvel movies you're like 
oh, well, I, I'd like to do more serious stuff. Who am I kidding? Give me the check. <laughs> you know, no, mate. Well, you know, you're, you are Tony Stark now for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think like the future can bring for Marvel, the MCU? Um, I go with more of the same. They haven't changed anything in 10 yeah. years. I don't. I mean, it'd be nice if they did. Like, if it turns out the next one does, I don't know, essentially reboot us somehow, whether they mm. retire some people, like, Thor goes off. I guess they have to decide which franchises they want to change. Yeah. I feel like they um, feel like they're making big changes or they're being really dramatic and different. But, like, when you watch actual grown-up movies, mm. they're not at all. Yeah. Um, you know, like I say, when I watch um, when I watch the X-Men movies from Fox, they actually kill off characters. Mm. They killed Archangel, which, which bugged me, but I didn't like his silly haircut, in, <laughs> um, in Apocalypse. Like, they actually killed characters. And Justice League is, and they, everyone complains of DCEU, but they're darker. They do actually do things darker. I am amazed that nobody's going, uh, hasn't done a meme yet of um, on one of the Deadpool trailers, something bad happens. Mm. And he's like, that's so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? <laughs> yeah. And no one's made a meme of that for like this. Yeah. Because uh, this is... Fairly dark for Marvel. Like, I'm stuck mm. in that thing of like how the opening of Days of Future Past is dark. Mm. But, you know, it's irrelevant because later on they will fix the problem. Yeah. While with the DCEU, it's like they might not fix the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the thing with, 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 with comic books is generally if you get a really, really, really dark timeline, you know the story's going to be about them going back in time to stop it from happening. Mm. Like that's, that's, that's the comic book trope. Yeah, like, when people say, like, we should say, oh, Avengers 4 is going to be a really different movie. Like, is it going to be a time travel movie? You know, or something like that. You just feel like, when you say different, what do you mean by different? Mm. Because, like, there's been quite, stylistically, there's been quite a, a lot of differences. But mm. I feel like it's going to be going back. And I feel like Asgard's gone for good. Because um, mm. they don't, I don't know if they're intending to do any more Thor movies. And obviously you can't really have Thor without having to have Odin um and all the the entourage unless you kill off pretty much 90 percent of the people here <laughs> well they could have kept volstag though poor bloke like the war the warriors three or four oh. whatever they are yeah they could have kept any of those except killing them off unceremoniously. <laughs> yeah. how are people oh, not actually, annoyed by that oh we actually had a, a, an emotional beat where he remembered that all his friends were dead in the in infinity war thor did because we didn't get that in ragnarok he didn't seem to give a crap that all of his friends were dead. In this one, he actually had a moment where he's like, oh, everyone I know is dead. That sucks. Like, mm. And uh, Rocket had to give him an eye to make him feel better. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, I think it's going to be more the same. I think they're going to, like, the next movie is a part two, uh, next Avengers movie. Um, it's going to feel like it's going to be interesting. I feel like the reason they haven't announced a lot of their movies is because they possibly want to keep a bit of the um, drama of... Uh, of, of Avengers going but we'll see when we've seen Avengers 4 yeah I mean I would have liked none of these movies to have been announced and then yeah. I'd be on the edge of my seat right now yeah because they have you know I trust that you know Batman 2 will be good we'll see, uh, Man and Wasp will be good well someone said I can't remember who it was but oh yeah Sebastian Stan like signed up for a nine picture deal mm. 
nine picture deal like unless they're doing something set in the 70s during his heyday as, as an assassin he's coming back <laughs> and I really hope he's the new Captain America because I like the Bucky Barnes Captain America from the comic book <clears throat> Falcon yeah he's an okay Captain America yeah because yeah. that's the thing with Bucky Barnes as well he's got his power is guns and a robotic arm and yet he seems to be able to go toe to toe Captain America quite a lot did they give him drugs I can't remember I don't think so I feel I like think I need to rewatch the whole uh, thing with like the arm makes yeah. him like powerful this is where like Marvel does the thing of being very vague yeah which I think is he point. might have had some drugs because they were giving drugs to those uh, super soldiers in Civil oh. War weren't they yeah so yeah so you can make uh, more of the same um Hopefully, like, uh, it'll be more of this kind of cliffhangery stuff, though, in a way. Like, oh, not resolving it satisfactorily. Maybe that's what they mm. mean. Like, you'll get to be moving, like, oh. So then all the others will follow on from it. So I would like them to take a few more of. risks. Yeah. So maybe it'll be more like, okay, you'll, this movie will set up the next year of movies and everything will be as a consequence of that. So that'd be nice now. Like, it'd be nice if they did um, that where, like, we are setting up the next mm. Avengers film instead of just doing these movies and then being like, you know, we should really have established something. Yeah. I just hope they commit to it because the thing yeah. that really pissed me off about Ragnarok is that the Dark World has such a great ending where you saw Loki had taken over Asgard and that mm. should have been the story. But because they wanted to do the do Planet Hulk, they uh, they brought in Hela and uh, and um, the Grandmaster. Uh, whereas Ragnarok is Thor's evil clone. In the comics, Ragnarok is the end of Asgard in Norse mythology, mm -hmm. but Thor Ragnarok isn't about that. In the what's it's a clone that um, what's his name made Tony Stark made. So yeah, that uh, that film, while I enjoyed it, should not have been the follow-on from Dark World. It should have been Thor Four. Mm. Would have been quite nice. Um, I feel like maybe the the guy the main roster we've got now maybe Thor will stick around longer, but the main roster we've got now like Captain America and. Uh, Tony Stark and that well becomes like secondary characters maybe mm. coming back for Avengers depending how much longer they can do it because they're quite old they're like in their 50s now uh, Captain America's not even must be like 30 odd um, but yeah so maybe that'll be their thing and then they'll push other characters to the forefront maybe give Black Widow a freaking movie of her own ah, Marvel's killed that movie twice yeah <laughs> so that bugged me I remember um, David Hayter who's the voice of Solid Snake yeah. wrote the first two X-Men movies and is a movie writer really? by trade yeah was the that. Scorpion King and Watchmen yeah I don't have to talk about Scorpion King but um yeah he was set to direct a Black Widow movie mm. and they got to the point of just about to start day one of filming and then Marvel came in and scrapped it so they could stick her in Iron Man 2 oh god <laughs> well, that, yeah it just feels like they could they could do that I, I, I wondered if it was because they didn't want to go dark enough to do a Black Widow prequel movie mm. but um yeah so maybe we'll see. I think now Red Sparrow might have killed a Black Widow prequel because it looks like the basic same story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just ripped it off. I'm surprised Marvel didn't lawyer up on that one, to be honest. Uh, maybe it existed. Yeah, we've before. so and then we got obviously Bat like Banner. We might get a Hulk movie at some point because everyone likes Mark Ruffalo. Mm. I feel like he's uh, obviously the Hulk's got got things going on. That I felt a little bit cheated that we didn't get Hulk in this one. It was interesting they went in a different direction with that. But do you feel like that was the Russos not really liking superpowers? Maybe. Like people having a lot of powers. Because it's a bit late in the day to bring that one in. But if you think about it, Doctor Strange didn't use the same level of power he had in Doctor Strange. Um, Hulk didn't really Hulk out and got his ass handed to him and then didn't Hulk out for the rest of the movie. 
Tony Stark didn't have a lot of his technology with him. Like so, throughout the movie, you're kind of crippling your your A. Mm. Maybe that's what they're going to do for the next one. Like that will be their big thing. Is that the next one? Everybody will get to be on full strength. You remember that? Oh yeah, I've got superpowers. <laughs> I oh, be able to like... And what did you think of Iron Spider? I still hate that costume. <laughs> it still looks awful. But it, <laughs> it, it, it was the kind of costume that Tony Stark would design. I suppose mm. that reserve the other one was. I like that they did the thing, but I mean, if you look at the one in the comic book, it's basically a Spider-Man, Iron Man costume. It's mm. red and gold. I think so. I liked how they used it. It's yeah. almost like a Tumblr thing where a lot of us saw the Tumblr and Batman Begins in pictures for the first time. I was like, that looks mm. like garbage. It looked better in action than it did in... Uh, yeah. Did dull. I just felt the colour scheme was awful. Yeah, I don't like this whole... It's like a really almost black... Blue, it looks, it looks it? good as a pop figure. Oh, yeah. Like, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, it looks better as a toy. And it does as a, you know, it would probably look better in a comic book, but yeah. But now um, one is like, will he use that in, like, Spider-Man 2? Because mm. that could actually be very cool. I think, uh, I think the next Avengers will probably be, because who have we got left? We've got Cap, we've got Rocket, mm. we've got Thor. Mm. Um, who else is around? We've kind of got Vision if they can get him going again. Tony Stark's abandoned on a planet by himself. Okay, so literally everybody who was with him disappeared. Is he still about? I, re- I reckon, you know what, I reckon Thanos did pick some people and he's like, oh, you nearly got my hat, my glove off, I'm getting rid of you. <laughs> um, so who, who's who about? Mantis. Mantis, she, she vanished. She vanished. All, all the pe- everybody on the planet who was on Titan with, what's his name, it got, uh, got vanished. Uh, obviously Nick Fury's gone for now. Captain Marvel's around apparently. Um, she might have disappeared we yeah, never know <laughs> Black Panther's gone like half of Wakanda's there we don't know about Shuri uh, Black Panther's yeah. sister uh, Winter Soldier's gone like for a while did um, Black Widow go? I think she stayed I think she stayed so yeah, you've got reasonable Ross you've still got Cap mm. so I think they'll, they'll band together Captain Marvel will have her origin story and then maybe build up to like next Avengers movie because it's so soon beforehand mm. that you know it's got to be lead into it maybe um, just do what the first Avenger did where it'll be like this period piece in the 90s and the post credit scene will be like her getting the beeper from Fury exactly yeah that, could, that makes sense actually that could be good I don't know why it's set in the 90s unless she time travels it's a weird time <laughs> for it to be set that now makes me go, so why wasn't she in the first Avengers exactly where's she <laughs> been for the last 20 years or maybe she like, like 10 years just time jump forward. Yeah. Well, she must be around somewhere because Fury has her beeper. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so this is all way out there. So we'll, we'll see how that one plays. That's going to be an interesting movie. And obviously, uh, yeah, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is gone. So she'll come back. But I feel, yeah, I feel in a way that they the Russos do kind of do more street level stuff. Like they don't do the big mm. crazy power stuff. And to be fair, Thanos, that's why he didn't use the Infinity Stones as much as he, did, he, he should have done really. Because, like, the point where he's literally just in a fist fight. Mm. Like, I liked when they were like, don't let him close his fist. <laughs> like, oh, that's clever. Yeah. But overall, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the next year of movies. Looking forward to the next year. And I, I hope it is that where it's like, they'll do a movie which will set things up, like maybe an Avengers thing will be, become more of a, a more frequent thing. Mm. And that'll set up. And the, and the others will be dealing with Aftermath or Fallout or... Maybe they'll do the whole tie-in thing because they start doing a bit more comic booky where like you get the main event movie and all the others are like tie-in movies of their own story. Who knows? But like you say, I think it most likely will be more of the same. Yeah. 
well, yeah. Seems to be working for them, and I do seem to enjoy the standalone movies much better, or the smaller stories much better. Yeah. Like, I loved Homecoming. Yeah. And I really enjoyed Black Panther. I really like Doctor Strange. Yeah. I was fine with Doctor Strange. A little too much of silly comedy, or inappropriate comedy. Yeah. But other than that, it was really I feel like that concept. one, I mean, again, I don't think anything would have made it less magic-y, but like, I feel like that could have done with a bit of serious, like mm. a bit more edge. Like them coming and going, no, no, don't do that, that's silly. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Well, that will stop talking now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, let us know what you think. As a, despite what we've said here, we did enjoy the movie. Uh, we're very much looking forward to the next one um, and all the movies coming out in the next year. So yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, mm. Let us know um, if how many times you've seen it or if there's anything you notice that answers one of our questions or resolves one of our questions um, so we can go, oh, right, that's where that was. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably go and watch it again and then go oh right i missed that bit the first time around on a few <laughs> things but yeah overall it was a good movie it just needed that was the two movies except you know that was the two parts they could split that in two and quite easily mm. had a bit more you know but yeah cool well um thanks for joining us and we'll be back in at some point soon hopefully uh with the next with another film uh but yeah in the meantime get in touch follow us on twitter and facebook and all those wonderful things and listen to our other stuff which is on SoundCloud and the podcast app on Apple and the and iTunes. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks for joining us and catch you next time. Bye. Bye.